You want unsanctioned? They want unsanctioned, huh? I'm unsanctionable. DG Unsanctioned, live with Willie Dope and Gift the Great. Play us out. What, what? All right, and uh, that's going to do it for us here at uh, Inside Edition. And uh, here's Sting's new record, To Play, to to play, play us, us Out. What? To Play Us Out. What, what does this mean? <laughs> Yo, YDG Unsanctioned, uh, Gift the Great. Oh, we're recording? I never know when we start recording. Yeah, my fault. I thought you were going to go all the way with the... um. Oh, what did did that all record? Yeah, it did all record. Oh, awesome. All right, what's going on, guys? Willie Dope here. Gift the great YDG Unsanctioned. Back at it again. Put that cigarette out. <laughs> nah, close that door. <laughs> close the door. <laughs> Put that cigarette out. Fuck it. <laughs> Oh, man. Royal Rumble is just days away, folks. A whole bunch of shit going on this weekend. Oh, yeah. That's that. Yeah. You got Royal Rumble on Sunday. You got Worlds Collide on Saturday. And you got what could be show of the weekend, Hard Times, tomorrow night. <laughs> You're not hyped for Hard Times? I'm not. <laughs> I want them to shut up. <laughs> but, it's, but it's Hard Times, bro. <laughs> Listen, unless Dusty Rhodes is coming back to cut a promo from be from the from the from the world beyond, I don't want to hear not another peep out of anybody from NWA NWA Power. Word, Power is coming on this weekend. The real the other Power on Stars. Oh. I don't watch that Power. Yeah. I know. I know. Don't judge me. I'm trying to figure out who shot Ghost. I think it was Tasha. You think it was Tasha? Yeah. That's my completely blind take. <laughs> this is blind. not ever watching the episode. Heard, I just heard the name one time. <laughs> yeah. I was like, yeah, it's probably going to be her. I think it was Tasha. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's see if I'm right. Tune in next week. <laughs> Why did she unsanctioned to see if Willie Dope was right? Nah, but there's nothing you're excited for with um with hard times. Like not even a little, not a little I, bit curious. No, I'm be honest with you. I mean, like I'm, I was invested in the whole like Ricky Morton versus um Nick versus Aldis Nick Aldis thing. They played that off, and I guess in what they call the season finale for uh, NWA Power, which is why I'm making fun of Power and that. So basically, each down, um but, just off topic real quick. Mm-hmm. How they do Power each season, quote unquote, air quotes. Is it's like a pretty taping. much their taping, right? That's what I figured. Gotcha. But I'm just like, whatever. So that's why, like, they Marty Skuro 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 he um, <laughs> he debuted that into the fire, but wasn't there for the taping. So that's why they like. So he's probably going to be featured more throughout the next season, quote unquote, because I know they said that he's going to be at the next set of tapings. Yeah, that Got you. that was the other thing, kind of too. That was like, all right. They had him debut. They probably should have held off on this debut then. Yeah, just because, I mean, they had him debut and then nothing really happened. 
And like I said, like I was fine with the Ricky Morton stuff, but they sort of played that off at the last episode. Like I really don't even know what's going into this weekend uh, with NW. Like, what's the card looking like? You like have. Um, I know this is going to be like the television title. They're going to crown they the got, first they television got the tournament. Champion. Yeah, they got a couple of um, ROH guys in there. Some dudes I've never heard of. Uh, Dan Math. Have you? Yes. You're yes, familiar with yes, him? Yes, yes, yes. He's, he's nice. A, he's an indie legend uh, here on the East Coast. Big dude. Very, yeah, very much. In, he was part of the, what are they? I want to, not the monster. Well, it was Monster Mac. Was it Monster Mac and Dan Math? Or was Dan Math, Monster Mac? I don't know. I just know they had a tag team in Jersey All Pro. Mm-hmm. And if you ever, ever get a chance um, to check, well, just check it out when you get a chance. Um, they used to do this thing back at like this old Jersey All Pro venue. It was like a real small, like basement looking type of shit where they would throw guys from the ring into the wall. Mm. It was absolutely brutal. It's the greatest thing you'll ever see, though. It's the greatest thing. You should YouTube it right now. I'm going to look it up. Right. Right. Right now. Right now. <laughs> right. I'm going to look it up. I'm going to look it up in a second. I'm trying to see what else, who else, the other guy that they announced. So, Dan Math. Yeah, look that up for me if you can. So Dan Math is going to be facing your dude, um, Zicky Dice. Who's Zicky Dice? Is that the little outrageous or whatever? Whatever his is little that the guy with like the blonde is. hair? Yeah, looks like a eighties. The so outrageous. I think, I think that's his catchphrase. I'm really interested. I mean, they got rid of Jim Cornette, but I would be really interested to hear what Cornette would have to say about some of the antics that NWA power gets away with versus what he deems as, you know, the indie mud show that video game AEW nonsensical AEW shit. Cuz there's a lot of like just nonsensical shit. And I mean, I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong, you know what I'm saying? I can enjoy it, but, you know, cuz I think what the, the 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 big thing we were talking about as far as like what would Cornette think was um the whole uh, demonstration by uh, yeah. question mark this week. The Mongrovian karate martial karate. Just that whole character and the fact that he's over and the fact that um, what's his name? I want Aaron I'm, Stevens. Aaron Stevens. The fact that that whole act is such a prominent part of the program. Get it's not the main event, but the fans eat that shit up, and it's just like. And we're and we're pretty much in agreement that that's Josephus. I'm con- under the mask. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm like ninety five percent. I think I'm right there Josephus. with you. I think I'm right there with you. But um, just going back to the TV title, you got um Dan Matt from ROH. He's gonna be facing Zicky Dice. He's one of the ROH represent uh guys reps. Excuse me. Mm-hmm. And um, you got uh Matt Cross, of facing um Ricky Starks, which I think that should be a good match. The heavy hitters is what they were called. Dude talking as Dan Math? No. Okay. Okay, it was Monster Mac and Dan Math. Got you. I went through a beef period back in like the mid 2000s where I was checking out Jersey All Pro. The wall. Now, is the wall the match or the wall is the actual wall? And they did. Oh! God. <laughs> this is one of the moments I wish this was like a visual show where you guys could see the clip. But look it up. YouTube, Jersey All Pro Wrestling, The Wall, it should come up. Yeah. And this video is called Wrestling Death Bumps Thrown Into The Wall. Jersey All Pro Wrestling Action. 
if anybody's looking specifically. Yeah, look it up, guys. Look it up, guys. All right, we could keep on yeah. talking though. But um, the other other matches you got on there, um, you got since um Ricky Morton lost. Oh God, got two people up. Toss, holy shit! <laughs> That's great. <laughs> that is great. You got um. Since Ricky Morton lost, the stipulation on that match between him and Nick Aldis was that um, whoever lost had to defend their title at the um, at the pay per view. So you got Ricky Morton and um. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Somebody just got dumped on their head. <laughs> oh God. So you got them defending the tag belts against... Nah, nah, that's just... I've never seen that before. That's something. You got them defending the tag belts against... I know uh, James Storm and Eli Drake are one of the teams. And I want to say... It's another team. I can't... Can't remember right now who it is. But it's a three-way match for that. Super unprofessional of me. I'm sorry, guys. But um, also, you got the big matches. Uh, Flip Gorton facing... Uh, Nick Aldis. Oh, okay. And supposedly all of uh, so, Villa Enterprises is supposed to be there. So there seems to be a lot of like ROH involvement in this pay-per-view, if I'm not mistaken, then. And I feel like a lot of this, like, that m- might be the reason why um, they kind of held off on having Marty at the tape and so, because, you know, when he made his debut at um, Into the Fire, that was before the whole ROH deal got announced and everything like mm-hmm. that. So maybe, like, with that in place now, now they can kind of move forward with what the plan is and everything. But see, I don't like that all this stuff now with like these guys being involved. Like they didn't really address a lot of it on <laughs> NWA Power. I don't feel like I don't remember them and saying anything about Dan Math or him. They coming did. They out did. They had a little a promo like like or... I, they they mentioned on commentary before. It, they just didn't say it like predominantly that there was going to be two open spots in the tournament that were going to be filled by. Um, they said talent from outside of NWA. They Got didn't it. specifically say talent from ROH because even so, I don't think. And correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think um, Matt Cross isn't signed to ROH. I don't. Hmm. I know Dan Math is, but I don't yeah. think Matt Cross is signed to ROH. I don't think so, yeah, you're yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. So I think they just kind of made it like talent from outside of NWA Got is going to be featured in the tournament. Um, yeah, outside of that, the tournament is probably the big thing. And then you got um, Allison Kay. I believe she's defending the title against, I want to say, Thunder Rosa. Oh, here's the card right here. I should have just scrolled down a little bit further. Rock and Roll Express versus the Wild Cards versus uh, Eli Drake and James Storm for the tag belts, a three-way dance. You got for the national title, Shooter Stevens, Aaron Stevens going against Scott Steiner. Um, <laughs> the, yeah. <laughs> the NWA women's title match, Allison K is, def- is defending against Thunder Rosa. And you got uh, the champion, Nick Aldis, like I said, taking on Flip Gordon. Not for the belt. Okay. Not for the belt. And supposedly Villain Enterprise is supposed to be in tow. Mm. Which I'd be curious if your man POC will be there with the ROH belt and everything. That would be dope. Yeah. This crazy ass. Your man is like a real life Frankenstein. 
Yeah. He's scary. He's scary looking. Like if I was a kid, I'd be a little shook of PLC. P- PCL, excuse me. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess the one eye thing is like legit, but it plays he like really like fucked up his eye. Yeah, right? but it plays more into the character now that he's like this big lumbering old Frankenstein looking dude. Like it just works now. Like before he was like the pirate, he had it covered up. Mm-hmm. It was like whatever. Um, yeah. I like his whole story, like his whole resurgence and stuff like that. Like he's somebody who at one point in WWF for a brief period could have been like a really, really big deal. You know what I mean? Now, for those who don't know a brief summary, and this is like more your wheelhouse than, um, than it is mine. Mm -hmm. What was his like history back in the WWF? In the WWF? I mean, he started off as like, uh, I want to say he started off as one half of the Quebecers. He was a tag team guy. Yeah. With um No, nah, I do know that. I do I do remember with, that. You know, with the guy who was the Mountie. The Mountie, right? Mm-hmm. And um I guess, you know, they broke up at one point or whatever and he went on a singles run. And you know, for, not for nothing, I guess he was like a big deal in Canada. He was young, he was big, he was agile. Um he was tapped for like, you know, a little bit of like a mid-card or like mid-main event level push. And it's like from there, who knows where that could have gone. But I guess the politics or whatever prevented that from happening. I think a little bit of it, too, was like he felt he was a bigger deal than he really was. Mm -hmm. And I mean, that was at a time when WWF was kind of struggling. So it was Mm -hmm. like, okay, we're going to book this guy locally in Canada to be like a big deal or whatever. And he'll be like the draw for us up here. But everywhere else is like right. Mm. But it's just weird that you can sort of like leverage that back in the day, being that business was so down. It was like, hey, we're gonna be in Vancouver. That's where I'm from. So you guys should push me. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, that's crazy. Can't and, do that now. Yeah, but you know, I guess people didn't take too kindly to it back then. Mm-hmm. Sort of snuffed them out of WWE. Made them, you know. I guess it was. Did he have? Did he, did he have runs anywhere else? Like ECW, WCW. I mean, yeah, from there, I think he went on to WCW. They had like a brief tag team run. Like a, uh, he reunited with the the Mountie. Yeah, in uh, WCW, he ended up in ECW for a little bit for like a like half a summer, mm-hmm. and then pretty much just like you know just kept active on the indies and stuff like that. But you know they resurged his character. Like they found some. Uh, some guy online that already was, like, known for doing crazy shit. They, like, paired off and did some videos together and, like, made, like, this whole Frankenstein character. Like, yo, I'm going to bring you back to life and revive you and stuff. And mm-hmm. did, like, some real, like... So that's where, like, the look and the whole yeah, new gimmick came yeah, from. Yeah, yeah, Like, basically, like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring your career back to life. Type. Yeah. Got like, you. But it was, like, some, like, really, like, snuff, like, kind of, like, borderline hardcore shit, like gonna hook me up to a car battery and like (laughs) it was almost like some jackass type of shit but like it it worked you know what i mean it worked to like help build mystique around the character and then fast forward he's the roh champion and taking crazy ass bumps which i don't know how he's taking those bumps at his age isn't he like he has to be like over 50 yeah has to be over yeah 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 but to be that big and still taking those type of bumps like I don't think you recover if something bad happens well shit <laughs> hopefully nothing bad happens man but um check him out PCL man he's he, he's definitely a beast he got whole... power bomb to the outside of that garden show bro. in New Japan remember that shit like... bro 
There's like there was like little to like no protection to out the there. Floor. Little to no protection out there, bro. And that's a big guy. That's a lot that's of weight coming big, down on like dude. head and shoulders. He's like a very like stocky like. Yeah, check him out, man. Um, but yeah, that's what NW- NWA has going on this weekend. The uh, next thing on um, Saturday night we have uh, NXT NXT UK Worlds Collide. How do you feel about that? Excited for that at all? I'm excited for that. Even though I'm not like the biggest follower of NXT UK, I think they've actually done a really good job with, um, especially in the Dusty Classic. Pushing uh, the UK guys. Yeah, making the UK guys like seem, you know, on the level and And the um the women's wins. division too. They've been pushing yeah, yeah, yeah. like a and lot I, of the UK. I mean talent. I mean we've even seen like Rhea Ripley crossover and stuff like that. So it's only indicative of like how good the talent is over there. I don't doubt that it's good. It's just one of those things that I don't have the time to watch, mm-hmm. I guess. But like you got a lot of good like, swap like, stuff out to watch NXT UK at this point. You got a lot of good matchups there. I'm trying to find the full um full card here but off the top of my head i know um the the big big match that everybody's looking forward to is all of undisputed era going up against all of imperium yeah which should be especially like if you call it nxt this week that brawl at the end your man walter chopped the if if adam cole came back to life <laughs> walter killed them again with Yo, that it's shot. amazing <laughs> that that group seems so legit and i don't want to just solely put that on walter even though we know walter's a beast but like look at the guys in that group and did we care about them a year two years ago yeah you yeah. know what i mean like and they were all good they were all good you have um you have um I'm 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 forgetting the names now, but the tag team Fabian Archer and the other dude that's with him, like they were both like doing having like single runs, having great matches, but they weren't really doing anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um other dude who um Alexander Wolf, who was he in, was uh, with um Sanity. Had a had a nice little run with them, but yeah, then yeah, they completely he, shit the bed with NXT. Sanity. But then once he got to smack, once they all got to SmackDown, it was completely like, shit the bed. Yeah. Sanity completely shit the bed. And I mean, Walter's been Walter since he came in. So Walter's been Walter since before he, he was. Yeah, in you uh, actually NXT speaking UK. of PCO, that was one of the matches that sort of put PCO on the map. Was like, I want to say it was like a WrestleMania weekend, like one of those like WrestleCon shows or whatever like that. No, it was actually I think it was Joey Janela's Spring Break, Spring Break or something like that, mm-hmm. where. They had Walter face PCO mm. just on a random, like, let's just throw these two guys together and see what happens. And it was like the match of the night, the year. Oh, man. In terms of like indie level wrestling shit. Mm-hmm. It was like, it, it really blew people away. Damn. And that sort of helped establish PCO in this era. I got to go back and catch that. But um, yeah, you got those guys going up against each other. You have. Um, Rhea Ripley, she's facing off against Tony Storm. I think it's for the uh, NXT um, Women's Championship or NXT Championship. I was going to say, the, is it even called the NXT whatever the fuck Women's Champion? So apparently, before me and Gift started recording, like literally a couple of minutes, we um seen a news item that said that uh, moving forward, I don't know if this is internally or gonna if it's going to... Um, show itself on television as well, but apparently the uh, NXT women's title is going to be, what do we say, renamed, rebranded, whatever. They're going to start just referring to it as the NXT Championship. And like I was selling GIF, like I get what they're trying to do, but I feel like it makes it a little bit 
confusing because then if it's like, all right, if that's the NXT championship, does that make Rhea Ripley and Adam Cole NXT champions? They're the Cole holders of the NXT title. Like, you know what I mean? Like, No, I mean, I get what they're trying to do. Um, I think in a weird way, you're going to see now even more division. Like, it's interesting. Like, you have Impact blurring the lines of, okay, Tessa Blanchard is the champion. You have, like, intergender wrestling and stuff like this. I think that what this actually does is, while it is confusing referring to, you know, Rhea Ripley as the NXT champion, I think it also, in a way, sort of creates a hard division between, okay, if we're talking about Rhea Ripley... And, you know, the NXT championship in reference to the women, mm-hmm. it's only going to be the women. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Like, we don't even have to say NXT women's title because... Just if they're out there, it's like, y'all know we're talking about the women. Exactly. So, it, we should have to specify. And it's, it's like, it's women's. confusing, but there's no... Conf- but just so there's no confusion. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? I get it. I and get it. there's going to be no blurring of the intergender, you know, like, there's going to be no... I, I just feel like there's no room for intergender wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like... I feel like that's sort of in a backhanded way what they're trying to do. And apparently, like from what I was reading, the article I was reading, this stemmed from uh, Becky Lynch being on backstage and kind of expressing that you know she thinks that she believes that we're at a point where you know like the women do and bring to the table just as much as the men do, which I definitely agree with her that like it's like they should all just be referred to as wrestlers and not. The women's championship and the women's thing. Yeah, because you don't call that. the WWE champion like the WWE men's champion or the yeah. WWE men's tag yeah. team. I get it. I just also think that. And you know, I, I when I had said it earlier to, when we were talking off the air, I had said, well, you know, the WNBA is still the WNBA. But now I'm thinking about it after just saying, like, you know, they bring the same to the table as the men do. Not for nothing, Becky draws more than half of the men on the roster so it's like does that make a difference the fact that they're drawing just as much as the guys I feel because the WNBA and I mean no disrespect this is just facts definitely don't bring in as much money as the NBA I was gonna say I feel like that's more of an indictment on the creative and the fact that they can't get any of the men over as much as a Becky Lynch can get over like don't get me wrong I don't think I'm not saying Becky Lynch isn't great in her own no, right, no, by, by but I feel way. like they do such a disservice to a lot of the men on the roster that I feel like Seth Rollins at his best could probably outdraw Becky Lynch. Uh, Drew McIntyre at his fullest potential could probably outdraw Becky Lynch at her fullest. I don't think she's outdrawing a Brock Lesnar. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like Guys that they know how to push will outdraw Becky Lynch, I think, and I'm not saying that to sort of like shit on her I just feel like the appeal for wrestling still slants more towards the male demographic and I still think like you know uh, from a performance standpoint Mm -hmm. just you know I just feel like more men show up to see men wrestle than they do Becky Lynch but it's definitely like the gap is if everything's hitting on the gap is like incredibly smaller than it was before whether it goes one way or the other is definitely not a huge gap like it was before I mean you have people like look at like somebody like and I'm just thinking like 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 right now merch wise look at somebody like Alicia Fox who isn't really around anymore but was kind of like the last holdover from that divas era to the women's evolution era like, just going strictly off of merch, 
she didn't get like any type of merch like her entire career in WWE until like last year. Yeah. Like, which is like insane. And you have, you know, people like, you know, Becky and Charlotte and Sasha, you know, all the horse, four horse women, everything like, you know, they're making like numbers when it comes to bringing money into the company. Yeah. You know, so, um, that's one of those interesting things yeah. too about like heels and faces and wrestling. And it's like, okay. I think it was one of those things that like Ryback tried to like bring up at one point. Mm-hmm. He was like, yo, y'all realize that in order for you guys to like, you're paying John Cena all this money because he's a baby face and he's over, but the heels that got him over don't get shit. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Like, yeah, I, you know what? That's a very good point because not for nothing, he wouldn't be Cena if yeah, he didn't he wouldn't have be selling all these those, people to run through. Yeah, like he wouldn't be selling all that merch had it not been for the guys that sort of like yep. put him over. Yep. And made him look like a million bucks. Yep. And it's like, all right, so what do we get? We don't get t-shirts. We don't get the same type of... Because not, not to shit on Cena. Cena's great. He's a legend. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. All we don't of even that. get a cut of he's those t-shirts. Been, he's been carried through plenty of feuds by other people. Yeah. Plenty of feuds. Like we don't even get a cut of the, you know, of the merchandise that he sells. Not saying that he doesn't deserve to, you know, if you have that face and that likability, of course, you know, people are going to buy who they want to buy. They like you. Go for it. But there should be some kickback from that that goes to the people that help put him in that position, that help prop him up and make him look good every week. And it's so easy to, like, make a shirt and, like, y'all, y'all, could, y'all could do this for people. Like, it doesn't take... WWE is, like, a multi-million maybe billion dollar company but then like, it goes back to that then you also on the other on the other like the other side of that coin is as a heel do you want to sell merch like if you're like a real heel you know what i mean like an old school kind of like salty veteran heel do you want to sell merch like it's more like nah just give me just bump my pay i don't need to be out here selling t-shirts for people to wear i think that could depend on the over. gimmick because in a way, like, I can see, like, a heel, like, say, like, uh, I don't know, Kevin Nash. Mm-hmm. I can see him being a heel, but wanting to sell merch because he wants his check and <laughs> he wants his money. Well, yeah, his whole gimmick was yeah. he's about the money. Pay me. But then on the flip, like, I see what you're saying, like, somebody like even recently with his heel turn last year, Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Once he turned heel, he stopped wearing any of his WWE yeah. merch because it was all the um the earth pro earth consumerism. Yeah. I mean even even that's part of like the character, but I'm talking more so like, okay, I don't need to sell a t shirt, but I'm box office. People are gonna pay to see me get my ass kicked. Like, mm-hmm. People are paying top dollar to see the hero whoop my ass, right? Mm-hmm. So it's like, yo, bump my pay. I'm not going to get the merch, but I deserve... You need to pay me on the back end. Right. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, like I don't need to sell a single t-shirt. These people shouldn't want my face anywhere on their body at all. Like, they, these people should want to, like... These people should want to kill me, if anything. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. that's, the, that's how much heat I want to generate. And these people are going to pay to see me get my ass handed to me. But... At the same time, if that's going to be the case, then I need to get the money from the gate. You need to get money from somewhere. Yeah. Because that's how you make uh, people unhappy and ready to leave and biz ounce. But, um, yeah, uh, the rest of the card for uh, Worlds Collide this weekend, Imperium versus Undisputed Era. You got Rhea Ripley versus Tony Storm, and that is for the Women's Championship. Finn Balor, he's facing uh, 
Dragunov from um, NXT. I'm not NXT UK, excuse me. I'm not super familiar with him. I've seen a couple of matches from him. The last, uh, not the last takeover, the takeover before last that NXT UK had. He had a great match with Cesaro. He's like a small dude, but like very, very intense. Mm-hmm. I think him and Balor have a good match. Um, this match is interesting. There's two matches on here that I'm really, really hyped for outside of the main event. This is one of them. You got Angel Garza defeat, de- defending the uh, Cruiserweight title against Isaiah Scott, Jordan Devlin from NXT UK, and Travis Banks from NXT UK. That should be a banger of a match. Yeah. Jordan Devlin's pretty much like a smaller Finn Balor, if that makes sense. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but um, they actually, like, kind of resemble each other and everything, too. But um, I think Balor might have trained them, too, actually. Um, the big match, big, big match that I think is possibly going to be match of the year. You have DIY, Gargano, and Tommaso Ciampa facing Mushroom, Mushroom Mountain. Mustache. Mustang, Mustache. Mustang. <laughs> Mustache Mountain, <laughs> uh, Trent Seven, your man Trent Seven, per- perfecter of every New Japan finisher. <laughs> yeah, can we talk about that? <laughs> we don't have to talk. We don't have to get into. No, it, no, we can talk about it. We no, 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 no. We don't have to. We really don't have to get into it because it's really like a quirky. It's just like, fam, you can't be, you can't, you can't have all those moves. So, like you're so not- GIF was talking to me last week about how Trent Seven is pretty much like if you had a created wrestler and you gave him everybody in New Japan's finisher, you said he does like he does the Rainmaker. He does the Rainmaker, the he Burning, the burning hammer. hammer. He did some other sh- I was just watching NXT uh UK takeover what was it, a few how many weeks however many weeks ago that was. Uh, like two weeks ago. Yeah. And I'm just like, yo, fam. On top of that, he was taking like Huge bumps to the outside and like pretty much like not selling it like death. <laughs> yeah, and it's like you're not even. What well, he, he took like a razor's edge to the outside and yeah, like, like you're not Tyler. <laughs> like who's the other? Who's his partner? Tyler, Tyler Bates. Bates. And Tyler Bates is like the first UK champion, yeah. right? Like you're not him. And Tyler Bates is, is jacked. He's right. like it looks believable. Like you look like a like somebody's uncle. Like fam. Trent Seven, like he's nice. Don't get me wrong, but he looks he like is. somebody. He looks like the coach. <laughs> yeah, he is, but he definitely looks like the guy that, like, one of the trainers backstage yeah. or something like that. Like, he look. He looks like if there's a big brawl in the ring and the guys run out from the back to try to break it up. He looks like one of those guys. It's like, yo, why do you have the ill All Japan '95 <laughs> freaking finisher move set? Like, what are you doing? Like, Seven Star Larry. Here's my question. Who has who maintains better risk control? <laughs> Trent Seven or <laughs> Okada? Fam. <laughs> I don't even want to joke like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like I was like, nah, it's too much, fam. It's too much. You can't have all the finishers. You can't have all the dope finishers. You got all of the finishers, man. What's a finisher and break new- out of F five? What's a point? finisher in New Japan? This is basic transitional moves in NXT, kid. You, you know, what get it on is? our level. You know what it is, and I was I was gonna make a point of this. We were talking uh, earlier too about how like people in like the UK, like wrestlers, are, oh, this she's she's been wrestling she's, since the age of thirteen. I think the UK scene went through a really really dark period. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I gotta like do some more research. But I think they went through like a really really dark period in like the '90s and the 2000s, where it was like they were getting away with a lot of shit. I just remember. 
hearing somewhere that like basically like um Will Ospreay started off as like a backyarder basically and was doing backyard shows up until like a few years ago and then like really once the UK scene started really taking off and like I guess like the early 2010s or whatever like that mm-hmm. like that's when he really started to become a big deal but like before like just before then it was like backyard shit pretty much killing himself like, for and then it just like and then like when Triple H came out the other day and was talking about like uh, how NXT UK has pretty much killed like half the indie scene or whatever and for the better because a lot of these shows were like he said that he said some well people were saying that NXT UK is killing the you know the UK indie scene and the UK market or whatever like that and Triple H was like well a lot of the indies that were out here before we came out here were like backyard type bullshit like you know what I mean like you guys didn't have proper meds you guys didn't have like proper um, medical and proper insurance and you guys were running out of like just like basically like it was a shit show before we got here like you had before like we a, stepped in we like you had like a ha- like you had like a handful of like good promotions but like for the most part this was like some outlaw shit that you, like you guys were doing over here and you guys should stay away from those promotions anyway like if those are gonna die good you know what I mean mm-hmm. like because now with NXT UK, I guess, like, guys could demand, like, better working conditions. From and, the other companies. Yeah. And... Like, if we're going to lend out the NXT UK talent, then you guys got to get on your sh- The indies got to get on their shit. So, I don't know. It's just, I may, I probably got to do a little more research, a little more digging to really find out. But, yeah. Um, And the last match that you have... I think this is on the pre-show, actually, but you got Mia Yim taking on NXT UK champion uh, Kaylee Ray. Oh, okay. Yeah. So oh, my point was... Yeah, with, yeah, my, yeah. Fault, my point was with Trent Seven and doing all that, it was like, yeah, of course you could get away with having all the fucking New Japan and All Japan finishers when you're basically on some backyard indie-level wrestling shit. Oh, you do whatever you want. Yeah, you can do whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, how does this guy have all these moves? But <laughs> guys are just kicking out of it. The Burning Hammer fan? Nah, come on. <laughs> like you deliver pizzas. But um, just real quick about he the kick my uh, ass too. He, he can fuck you up. <laughs> but I don't care. Nah, you got to cut down on some of those finishes, fam. I don't like that shit. <laughs> what would be your finisher if you were a wrestler? Um, Random question. Man, I think my finisher would probably be like a submission. But I don't know what that submission would be. I haven't thought about being a wrestler in so long. I don't even remember. Oh, I remember what my kind of finisher was. It was sort of like the shit that Andrade does now. Like that um, Hammerlock DDT. Mm-hmm. Does he um, like grapevine the leg sort of like... He, um, okay. I know he, he hammerlocks. Can, the hammerlocks the arm. Like, yeah, and I think he grapevines the leg and then and sweeps like it sweep. out. Yeah, I believe that was like so. my finisher because I kind of I wanted like like a Raven like the even flow DDT like how he was sort of like I don't think that he ever really did but it always like he was like kicking the guy's leg out while he was doing mm-hmm. it and it just looked so like sudden and impactful like that's I, what I would want the even flow DDT back with like the No Mercy WrestleMania 2000. Yeah, he used to look beast. It looks so... I'm like, yo, that is the most beast finisher. guys up. And a quick little... Bow! Bow! Yeah. <laughs> like, oh my God. Watch this, because... My fault, my fault. But, um... But, yeah, uh... 
I was gonna say about the uh, Kaylee Ray and the Mia Yim match. Like, there's a little bit of history there because if you remember, right before the lead up to uh, Survivor Series, uh, Kaylee Ray was the one that um, when Mia Yim was in that ladder match, pushed her off the ladder and busted her whole shit open. Mm. Yeah. So yeah. So Mia's looking for a little bit of revenge there. Okay. Yeah. But no, I'm, I'm excited for this weekend, honestly, because I, I, like I said, I don't follow enough NXT UK. But that's not to say this, that I this don't is like enjoy the opportunity it. to get a little bit yeah. more familiar with them. right, right. It's not to say I don't enjoy it. Like mm-hmm. I really do enjoy like the takeovers when I do see them, and like anytime I do tune in, I'm, I really do like it. I just don't have time to keep up with everything. It's like I gotta like literally swap out stuff out of my life at this point. <laughs> gotcha. And then you got uh, on Sunday Royal Rumble. We talked about it a bit uh, a bit on the uh, podcast. Um. Any new ideas going in? Any any things changed since last week? You you feel? Um, not so much with like the rumble. I mean, there's so many ways they could go with the rumble match itself. I almost like I don't want to marry myself to any one idea at this point. Like I don't want to overhype and talk about like oh what if they do this and da da da. I get myself all excited and then when they could literally go so many different ways. I just like I said like I more so admire the fact that we're actually gonna get the champion in the rumble from number one and he's talking and shit like he's gonna stay throughout. And I I don't know. I I wish the title was on the line, but then I I also see like the I also see the possibilities of what can happen if somebody eliminates a Brock Lesnar. And it sets up something for WrestleMania. Yeah, I don't think or the title needs to be. Even if Brock yeah, like the title doesn't need to be on the line. And mm-hmm. even if like Brock lasts the whole thing, which I think could be a possibility, as much as maybe I don't want to see it, I kinda wanna see what they would do from there, if that makes any sense. Any ideas on like any surprises you could see popping up? I know a lot. That's of, always like the fun part for me. Yeah, too. I know a lot of people are saying Edge. I almost, I don't know if I want to see. Ed, maybe I gotta see Edge, like see how he actually looks and everything. Yeah, before I even get too excited about the the idea of Edge showing up at the Royal Rumble. They've been teasing. Um, on backstage they were teasing Booker T missed this past week, and they put up a picture of him in the gym looking real jack. <laughs> With the message that he put up that he's getting ready for the Royal Rumble on Sunday. So they kind of teasing Booker T. Then I don't know if you saw this news item earlier this week, too, that WWE apparently trademarked uh, Harlem Heat. Hmm. Like they're looking to do. And then remember, it was that whole little uh, couple of, uh, I forget what pay-per-view, maybe before TLC, on the pre-show, on the kickoff show, there was a little... um, Thing with um the revival, they came out and they kind of shitted on Booker T. Hmm. So they might be doing like a Harlem Heat versus uh the revival type match. I feel like last year would have been the time to do that when they were inducted into the, the Hall, Hall of Fame. Fame. Yeah, who knows what Stevie Ray could even still do? I mean, he he he, he didn't do much before. But <laughs> well, no, um, I think they had like the last. Well, me, I don't know because I feel like these last five years are like a blur. But I feel like they had like a. Re- uh, Stevie Ray versus Booker T. Oh no, they had like a reunion match. And Booker's company. Yeah. Okay. They had like a reunion, Stevie Ray and Booker T. That we haven't teamed up in like twenty years or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Does that happen in recent years? I mean, he could, he could, he could do it if if yeah, and if, looked, if the Dullies are still able to have matches here and there. Yeah, and I feel like you know it's all about how you 
work necessarily. Yeah. Like, yeah. And pretty man, like, with, all these, with all these these guys and, and like especially somebody like the revival, they could make them look good. Yeah. They could make You know them what's look amazing good. though sometimes when you look back at like Nitro, especially like Nitro. Mm-hmm. And like that whole like uh, period from like ninety five, ninety six to like two thousands. I know we make a thing about like you know big plotting heavyweights and this that and the third and oh WCW had like the over the top like the old over the hill like Hogan's and Ric Flair's and guys who were sort of like past Piper the and Piper and, and stuff like that Macho Man. You yeah. look at guys like like Booker T, Buff Bagwell, Scott Steiner to an extent. Mm-hmm. You had some guys who were big, but that could really move. Scott Norton. Like, you had some guys who were, like, heavyweights. Like, heavyweights. And imagine, like... Goldberg. Goldberg. Like, we, like I remember, like, Goldberg was doing fucking backflips and shit. In yeah, WCW. but, like, never mind. That, like, even deeper than that. Like, I was watching... Uh, um, I think it was, like, it was, like, the American Males. Like, uh, Buff Bagwell and Scotty Riggs Mm-mm. when they were still a tag team against, like, somebody... And Buff Bagwell was moving out there, like hitting the ropes, like like a cruiserweight. Yeah, like mm-hmm. not doing any dives or anything like that, but it was like just these are, like quick with it. But these are like big guys, and it's like I don't even know if you get that in this climate of WWE anymore because everybody's mm-hmm. so small. But it's like you know, like I said, like people like to think, oh, that's you know, one of the things big like, heavyweights like specifically that, can't really move. that I've heard them Austin mentioned before that like guys today don't hit the ropes like guys back in the day used yeah. to do. Because even, like, Austin, I know, like, he used... And Austin's a big dude, too. Mm-hmm. By comparison, you wouldn't think so with the people he used to wrestle with and everything. But Austin's a big dude, too. And, like, the way, like, he would hit the ropes... Like, even now, like, sometimes when he makes his returns, he still, like, runs the ropes a little bit. Mm-hmm. And, like, he... It, it looks so... Like, go back... Go back and watch, like, the British Bulldog. Mm-hmm. And, like, see how fast he really moved. Yeah, way. and that's a big dude. And he was like at one point, even when he was like big and steroided out, like he, he these guys were really athletic back in the day. Like, I'm granted uh, some of them weren't. You know what I'm saying? You had a lot of ham and egger guys, and you know silly gimmicks and all that shit. You know that plagued mid '90s WWF and whatnot, and even WCW. But you had some guys out there that could really, really go. Mm-hmm. You know, even if they weren't hitting like top rope. Uh, <laughs> we were making fun of Excalibur earlier with those Top names Rose, of the moves. Suicina, Top Rolls, <laughs> Tope Con Hello, <laughs> Tope Con Hello. Excalibur's a great commentator, man. It sucks. It's a, I get the critique, but it sucks. Um, just back to the Rumble real quick. Um, yeah. So I, I think we kind of knew all the matches going in, but uh, since last our last taping, they announced a couple of stipulations for some of the matches, like specifically for the uh, Universal Championship, The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan. It's going to be a strap match. Okay. Not a yap papaya strap match. I was going to say, what type of strap match? Is it think, gonna... I think it's like the strap with the straps wrapped around the wrist. Because around... so, I know Daniel Bryan, like, his to... reasoning for picking it is so The Fiend can't get away from him by crawling under the ring okay or so whatever uh, is it where you gotta like go and tag the consecutive corners oh that i don't know i <laughs> do you like that i hate that i used to hate that shit. i hate that i used to hate it so much but for it's always one he's going to the next two <laughs> three and then there's always, oh, oh, oh. 
And there's like that one point where they sort of like smarten up and they try to like get the guy real close and tie him up with like, them, like yoke him on the back. Yeah, and now you gotta like drag him. Ah, come on. Ah. It's always like the same finish to that yeah. match, but nah, I, I'm not sure. I think it's just like a where like the strap might be legal between them. I don't know. Um, I don't see a dog collar match between them. That would be now. That's what I thought. Roman Reigns and um, Baron Corbin would have oh, been with the shit. dog food and everything like that. Yeah. But Reigns picked the uh, stipulation and there's going to be a false count anywhere match. And not for nothing, their TLC match, I, I liked. I think it was a pretty good match mm-hmm. at TLC. Like, it was a fun match. So I think with the gimmick, the match between them is a lot more entertaining than if it would have been just a straight up and down I just, yeah. one-on-one match. I mean, it should be good. I just think WWE just... They always do this. It was a street fight. No, it's a no DQ. No, it's a false count anyway. Oh, no, the worst. A- the worst. I don't know if this this happened after our last taping was them promoting that fucking fist fight on oh, Raw yeah. the other week. It was like, what the hell is a fist fight? It's like, fam, it's all the same shit. And like, let me tell you... At least a dog collar match would have given us... A chain, guys tied by the neck. Yeah. Look like a real gimmick. If you're yeah. going to go down the gimmick street, you, you know. You played off the history like Tully Blanchard and who was it? Uh, Tully Blanchard and Roddy Piper at the first star came mm-hmm. killing each other. Yep, yep. But um, was it Tully or was it um? No, it was um. Was it Greg the Hammer Valentine? And, I think um, it was Valentine. Yeah, it was Valentine and um. I think it was Valentine. I'm thinking of another match from Starcade that was brutal. Go back and watch the first Starcade and see how much brutality was really on that show. Yeah, it was like going the first for it. two or three. They was going for it. like every match they were like cutting each other, opening, fucking killing. Each other. It was like, what is the CZW? What the fuck? But real quick, one of the things that pissed me off about the not really pissed me off. That's wrong. But the uh, the fist fight that they promoted on Raw that really just ended up being like a a street fight. A street fight. Yeah. It's like y'all pushed it as a street as a fist fight. Everybody's kind of like, "Well, what the hell is a fist fight?" And then I feel like if you watch the Takeover NXT UK Takeover, mm-hmm. that match with Tyler Bate and um, Jordan Devlin. Remember, if there was a spot towards the beginning where they were kind of just slugging each other, like stiff hands. Slug- that's what I'm thinking. Like, all right, that's what a fist fight should be. Like, yeah, almost like <laughs> I, I hate no. to say it because this is terrible. Almost like brawl. <laughs> like, no, you know what a fist fight should be, or at least what it should start off as. Have you ever seen like the spot? And I've I've seen this in like clips from like IWA Mid South and CZW. Oh boy, where it's like two guys. <laughs> oh like, boy, <laughs> I'm sitting down. You're sitting across. And from it's me, just and we're just <laughs> trading blows, headbutts. Not for nothing. I would have been with that. That I would have been, been for that. I would have on been a Monday Night Raw. I I would have yeah. So boom, this is how the match should have been. <laughs> but see now you can't go backwards you and say you can't promote a fist fight now. Yeah, because now it's forever gonna just be a street fight. Yeah, but this is how it should have been. You have two chairs in the ring because it was like what was it four on four? It was three on three. Mm-hmm. It was three on three. It was the uh, AOP and Seth against Big Show, Owens and Samoa Joe. You have the two chairs in the ring. One team on one side, other team on one side. One member of each team, they take in, they sit in the chairs. They slug each other until somebody's like, all right, I got to tap out. I can't do it no more. Then the next guy comes in. And you keep doing that until one Everybody. team is completely tapped out from the blows. Yo, Vince. <laughs> contracts. I'm going to negotiate Willie Dope's contract. <laughs> 
<laughs> he's going for a hundred twenty thousand. I'm going for a hundred and twenty five thousand. Here's what I'm saying. We have ideas, bro. Let's do it. I feel like you could play stuff like this and like it doesn't have to be like a full fledged like a mat. It could be like a segment, maybe even backstage, but maybe I would do it in front of the audience just for the live reaction too. But then I don't know, man, because these fans are weird. I don't know. These fans probably don't think like me. I would have like a table set up mm-hmm. or like some type of thing with like beers. Like it would be like some real like hood shit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yo, I'm gonna drink this. Like kind of like the perfect setup for it. I'm gonna it, take this shot. Like like how I'm the a- a- like how the APA used to have a little shit backstage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was it like something like that. Like make it look real mm-hmm. gritty, real. Like, yo, I'm going to have this shot right here on the table in case I need it. Line up the shot and just... And it doesn't boom. have to... It doesn't even have to be, like, a long segment. So, I feel like it could work if you shot it backstage and mm-hmm. aired it. Because then, like, if you're shooting it backstage, you could kind of cover up if something goes wrong yeah, and gets yeah. fucked up or whatever. But, like, if you shoot it the way I'm envisioning it being shot, you're going to get pops from all of those... Oh! Like, yeah. you're going to get the pop even if they're not out there live in front of people. Yeah. Yo, <laughs> Maybe set up some fake bloods and spit out a tooth. Nah, it ain't over. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like I know, like you got you you have Seth tap out right after the first blow. Be the little weasel that he is. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? AOP in there. Oh my God! Imagine when it gets down to AOP ver- versus like Big Show. <laughs> AOP versus Samoa Joe or some shit. Yeah, Joe could take a couple. <laughs> that would get. I can see Joe taking a hit and like. Okay, all right. <laughs> Joe would be the fucking man after that. <laughs> oh, my. They, never Joe would be a They'll made never man after that. They'll never do it. That's what a fist fight should be. All we're saying is we're not asking for too all much All them money. videos are like the Smack Fest that they be doing now, which is funny to me because it's like, remember Smack Fest and Hot 97 here in New York tried to fucking... <laughs> we, we don't talk about that anymore. <laughs> Smack Fest. But I be seeing it now. Like Other places have like their own little like smacking contest. So for the listeners that don't know, Hot 97 is a radio station up in, in New York. I'm sure you, even if you're not in New York, you've heard of Hot 97. They used to run a contest called Smack Fest where they would bring listeners up to the station and they would basically smack each other full force until somebody gave up. And it was like to the point where like people were getting like knocked out and bloody. Cussions, ears bleeding. All types of... It, it was very, very illegal. <laughs> but it was great. And it was like in the early digital era. So it was like... It was like Star and Buck Wild. They didn't give a fuck. <laughs> it was like their website. It was like grainy footage of like just two people in the studio. All right, Steve, go. Smack. Oh. Karen, go. Oh, it's girl versus a guy? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, my God. <laughs> wow, wow, West days, man. Yeah, it was great. But uh, they have that stuff now, and it's like, you know, it's all over YouTube and shit. I feel like WWE can do something to replicate that. Do something with it. I'm saying. Push the envelope, man. Everything don't, everything don't got to be the same cookie-cutter shit. And like I said, like, oh, is it going to be a street fight or no disqualification or a fucking last man set? It's all the same shit. It all looks the same. It gets shots the same. It gets shot the same. It's all like the same. They do the same shit all the time. Just And it's like... And the thing that's kind of annoying about it is you didn't have to call it a fist fight. Yeah. Like, what was the point of that? You didn't have to call it that. Oh, because Big Show came back and his finisher is a punch? Oh, now we're going to have a fist fight. Like, come on. It's like, just look to the indies for, like, some of, like, the, the more, you know, 
off the out wall the box. shit, outside the box things. And so sort of like, and even to, if it's like we said, if it's some crazy shit, you can always your WWE. You can clean you it can up. Produce it. You can clean it up. Produce it. Make it look Film beast, it way, but it be in a way. safe. Yeah. You know. Even I, I'd even be okay if it's like you're filming it and like the blow is about to land and you kind of do like a quick camera cut or something. Yeah. But you still hear the impact or something yeah. like that. You, it's come on, come on, man, come on. But um, yeah. And uh, the last match that I think they just added this week, you got um, Andrade versus um Humberto Carrillo for the uh, United States Championship. See, um, Humberto just made his return after that ladder match with uh, Ray and Andrade on Raw this week, which was a great match. I don't know yeah. if you called it. It was a great match. Listen, Humberto and Andrade are great. Humberto moves like he's graceful in the ring. I really, really like him. I just hope that they can develop some sort of character for him. I'm not going to put that knock on him yet because it's still very, very early in his like career. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm not going to sit here and shit on him for not having a full fleshed out character yet. I will say this though. I really got myself way too excited about that Rey Mysterio mask versus hair and Selena Vega thing. Oh, that was on my last week. So I'm almost like, I don't care about this. You're saving it for Mania, bro. Yeah. Saving it for Mania. No, save that for Mania. That should be the match. If they were, if they knew how to book a match like that, right, it would be great. But at the same time, I say that, Knowing that this match should be good, technically, like you know, bell to bell, it should. Oh, be Oh, it's good. gonna be a great match. Yeah, it's gonna be. It a great should be. Match. If they fuck it up, then that would be egregious. But it should be. What do you think about the take that I guess like Meltzer was saying about like you know, guys like Umberto, you know, some of like the undercard guys or whatever, or sort of like you know the newer guys, they're on like a little bit of borrow time, and it's like if this match doesn't really get over with the crowd, then it's like Vince will might Vince might give up on. Yeah, I've been reading that a somebody lot like with Vince because they said I think they said it happened with Humberto at one point where yeah. it was like he had three weeks to get over and he didn't get over, so Vince was kind of like he won for like three weeks straight and then. It was like Vince was over him and AJ kicked his ass. Yeah. And it was like, all right. I mean, like the same the shit. Next. Like, you've seen that happen, like, with Cedric. I feel like we almost kind of saw that. You don't even Buddy. see Cedric yeah. Alexander anymore. I feel like that almost happened with Buddy Murphy. But I guess, like, Paul Heyman. I guess Paul was Yo, trying to, can like, I just say, real quick, with Buddy Murphy, your man's had the greatest come up in, like, a month ever. Your man lost to Alex... Alex... Why am I forgetting his name? Black. Alistair Black. Alistair Black. I'm about to say Alexander Black. I was Black. about to go down the Alexander route with you. Yeah. <laughs> he lost to Alex- <laughs> Alistair Black. Maybe not three weeks in a row, but three matches in a row. Clean. Yeah. Looks all washed up and defeated. Helps out Seth one week. Wins the tag belts with Seth the following week. I think that's how it happens. I mean... I it makes sense story wise though he's like a, he was like lost and Seth like join us help us yeah I was gonna okay you know I mean? yeah and even yeah even just you now even you just saying that yeah that does make total sense um I think what happens it's kind of ha- like the dark order when you think about it yeah I feel like you have someone as good as Buddy Murphy I don't, I don't know why I'm tempted to say Buddy Lee Buddy <laughs> Murphy. <laughs> You have someone as good as Buddy as Buddy Murphy. I don't think him losing to Alistair Black in the fashion that he did was actually 
something that hurt. I think if anything, it was like, all right, we gotta still make Alistair. Because it was all Black. strong, it was all strong defeats, and yeah. they've been just kind of sitting on their hands with Alistair Black for so long. It's kind of like we gotta give Alistair Black, we gotta establish Alistair Black as like the guy, right? Mm-hmm. But at the same time, we're gonna have something for Buddy. We got Lee. this in our back pocket Buddy for Lee, Buddy. Buddy Murphy. <laughs> we got this in our back pocket for Buddy once yeah. he's finished with Alistair. Yeah, Black. yeah. It makes it that's that that's some good booking on their part. I got not for nothing. Kind of on topic, kind of off topic. Raw's been really good the past couple of weeks. No, I've been saying that. Too. Raw's been really good. The I don't past. know if I came on even, here and say that. Even. Even the Rusev and Lana and, Lana and Bobby stuff. stuff has been all right. I think the inclusion, I don't think it's been main event worthy like it's been, but it's been all right. Yeah, I think the inclusion of Shorty, what's her name? Liv Morgan. I think the inclusion of her adds a little bit of intrigue for me, but then I also kind of feel like all right, they at least they got to the point they got to the point of where we knew it was going to go anyway, mm-hmm. and it's like now that we're here, it's like all right, good. They got that out the way. Now it's like now let's get to the matches. Now let's get to you know. Because for a while, it was sort of like like the weird, like, oh, we're on a date. Huh? It's just promos yeah. and backstage segments. Horrible and backstage segments and, and fake restaurants and fake massage yeah. parlors. and yeah, yeah. Shit that I was like, all right, if you're going to go this route, there's a way better way to execute At least we're getting to, like, the nitty gritty of right. it right now. Yeah. Uh, one thing on Raw that I'm really liking and I'm excited to see where it goes and this may be a bit surprising, is the 24-7 championship. With Mojo being the champion, and his whole thing since he won the champion, I want to say two weeks ago, might have been last week, but his whole, I'm not running, so if you're coming for this belt, I'm right here. And mm. we've seen that he was cutting a promo on Raw this past week when the Singh brothers tried to attack him, and he basically just took them both out. I'm right here. Who else wants something? What was basic? What was the Singh brothers? Yeah. I mean, but still, yeah, 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 no, but I like that. Yeah, I like because you had you, like he's basically like whoever. Even when he won the belt from Truth, he was the first person that won the belt and kind of stood out there with the belt. Like, what's good? I'm here. Who yeah. wants it? He didn't run off. He didn't try to sneak off or anything like that. He's I like, like, I'm taking on whoever wants to challenge it. This ain't gonna be the running championship right. anymore. Good, good, good. Because I, because I, I said that from the beginning. It was like, all right, it was cool. Maybe like one or two weeks. The whole Benny Hill. Running it's all great the for our truth. That's amazing, but you need to have some levels to that shit. Right. Somebody, and I feel like it was, it was such like it did such a disservice to when like you had Mick Foley in the beginning come out and say how this match was going to sold the how, shit out of yeah he sold it, it like be. it was going to be like the hardcore yeah. belt and like then it just it took the comedy aspect of that hardcore belt and just ran with it a little too hard turned it up to eleven. Yeah, and just, like, went too hard with it. And it was like, all right, you burnt this out on this whole... Everybody running backstage, running around, trying to get the belt. And, like, yeah, enough. Like, I want to see... And that was kind of the reason why, like, before I was like... You know, there was opportunities where, like, Owens could have won the belt if he wanted to. Mm -hmm. Or even the other week, Brock could have won the belt when he took out Truth. And it's like, you really don't want to see... I really didn't want to see them with the belt, but it was like more so I just wanted somebody who wasn't going to be a pussy about it pretty much yeah. running off all the time. Right. So if Mojo can be that guy and make it believable and Lord knows Mojo needs something. something. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> Mojo needs something. So it's like if y'all want to make him the, somebody made a comparison of he could be 
to the 24-7 championship with like kind of Steve Blackman did with the hardcore belt back mm-hmm. in the day where he kind of legitimized it to a bit like he wasn't really like running from people or he was you know serious about it like you know what i mean so like if he could kind of do that i'm fully i'm fully supported i want to see mojo mojo's interesting to me because mojo's somebody who not for nothing like i'm not a i wasn't a huge fan of when he first came on the roster like when he first got called up to the main roster i hated the whole hype yo let's get hype i hated that shit Mm -hmm. Right, and I feel like they haven't really been able to figure out what to do with him. But where I see them going with him now, it's like I would just make minor tweaks, but it's sort of like kind of where I would have him going. Just because of like, just he's one of those guys where it's like you gotta sort of look at him and be like, okay, what looks what what realistically like just off of how you look, right? Where can we go with your character just off of how you look? You don't look like a hype, bro. You don't hype, bro. No. You don't you don't look like that, right? You look like a big like bully. Like right? I I could believe the whole this is me like calling the gimmick how I'm calling the gimmick, but I could believe in the whole I ain't no bitch, come see me. What's yeah. good? Like like you look like a big like testosterone yeah. like schoolyard bully type like dude, even if like it's somebody that you're definitely gonna get your ass beat by you still gonna talk that talk like yeah but I don't wanna see I don't wanna make him like somebody who's in over his head and just gets beat up no 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 so I would almost like take this opportunity like alright I'm the 24th cha- uh, 24 champ 24-7 champ I'm gonna be backstage looking for a fight from people who probably and because he has a 24-7 championship and considering the people that run around and chase for that belt and everything this could legitimize him, and once he's done with that, move up to like oh yeah a U.S. belt and that's or and that's whatever and that should be the is. overall goal. Yeah, that should be the overall goal. I don't think building the twenty four seven championship. No, no. The twenty four seven championship should be used as a stepping stone for people who've kind of been yeah. floundering. Just give them something, something to do. But I feel like yeah, having them backstage picking on like yo you you want to you want to face me for this. You want to face me for this? I got the belt right here. Like, type of thing. And he's like... <laughs> I don't want to say challenging, like, stage hands and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, but, yeah, like, yeah. just guys who we know he can beat. And then, like, him having a mat... Like, say him, like, bumping into... Who's a who's a big guy that's EC3. maybe his size? EC3. But no, EC3 is a bad guy for all intents. I mean, like... Oh, like a, like a, like a face? Yeah. Cedric? Yeah, Cedric Alexander. Like, hey, why you stop picking on whoever and face me or some and shit? And that sound like some shit Cedric Alexander yeah. was saying. Hey, hey, pal, <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> Leave him alone. <laughs> yeah, and then fucking they go out there and Mojo beats him. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Get him over. I'm with it. I'm with it. Um, anything to add? Um, to that, no. No, just in general. Oh, you trying to wrap up? I mean. Keep going. Where we at now? We had one. We had just over an hour. Yeah. I mean, I don't have any. I just wanted to go through what was going on this weekend. Um. Oh no, there is something else I want to talk about. Other than fact, like AEW. What about AEW? Jericho's cruise. Mm. What do you think of the set? 
we always talk about sets and setups and everything like that. But I like just the whole presentation of the show. I like it. I like shows that look different, and this know? definitely looked. And I look. Different. I like shows that are like high budget different. Don't mm-hmm. get me wrong. I don't like like shit shows, mm-hmm. but I like shows that are like oh, it's interesting what they did with that. They put a whole set, you know, lighting, pyro. Funniest oh. thing to me was the pyro, like because they're on the deck of the ship all the wind so yeah. like guys are coming out and the pyro's like blowing in everybody's it. face so Jericho's like walking through the pyro one eye closed it gave me a new still appreci- trying to look tough <laughs> it gave me a new appreciation for uh, Goldberg cause Goldberg yeah, used to Goldberg stand Goldberg eats that shit yeah literally he yeah. used to swallow like, it and uh, like, like he's like a damn like, a, like fire breathing uh, dragon yeah but um but yeah and it was a good yo I, I really I think I text you like I really like what they're doing with um Hangman Page character and the whole um, story with him and the Elite, like they kind of continued how, it. I love how they kept cutting him off during the like his post match interview. Did you watch? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like every time he got ready to say something, like somebody cut him like off one or of something, the cut him or off. Omega, or, or, even I think Tony Schiavone sort yeah. of like cut him off and like had Kenny answered. And then he kind of gets to the point where he's just like, "All right, I'm gonna head out, guys. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm gonna walk off." And um. I like, like, even, like, with them... Oh, it's not too obvious to people, though. Even with them being... Ha- like, I think at one point, though, he said, like, the Bucks are back there with them celebrating, and he um he goes to the Bucks. Oh, I'm surprised we won this before you guys did. Yeah. <laughs> like, throwing a little bit of shade there. Like, after the match when they won, um, instead of celebrating with them in the ring, he immediately, like, went to the outside. Who, got to, who has Crowd a beer? Shirt. Like, yeah. you know, all types of... That was dope. And continuing what the, we talked about before with um, Hangman and his little um, his little title card or whatever you call it when he comes out to I the ring. I missed it this week. It said, thought this was a booze cruise. <laughs> <laughs> so um, that was good. That was that was a good match. I, and I think it was time for um, SCU to drop the belts. Like, yeah. just to... It was time. It, I just, as a whole, I think it was time for some Somebody. of the belts to switch hands in AEW. Mm. Um, you also had um, the um, MJF got thrown into the pool. You knew that was going to happen, right? Somebody, people online kept saying, "Oh, somebody's going to get thrown off the cruise ship." Somebody no, even people, asked Jericho if that was going to happen, and he was like, get "No," for because that. well, Jericho said, "Well, if that happened, somebody would die." So, no, yeah. we're not going to do that. <laughs> People get arrested for doing shit like that, for jumping off of, like, the pool. De- I don't know if somebody got arrested. Oh, no. Somebody got banned. I saw a video over the summer. I don't know. It might have went viral. Of some some idiots were on, like, a cruise or whatever, and they jumped out of, like, the window of, like, their suite or whatever like Into that. Into the ocean? Into the ocean. And were, now they're, like, banned for life from, like... Fuck that it. cruise line you can, probably you can die. Like yeah, you can that really too. die. You could get sucked under the boat. You can, so much shit can happen. Yeah. So much shit can happen. You don't know what you're jumping into. What's down there? How yeah. deep or shallow the water is? It was like they were drunk and were like, Idiots. "I'm gonna jump in," and just they filmed themselves jumping in. Idiots. Um, what did you think of the uh, main event? The uh, I believe it was the main event. Maybe it wasn't the main. No, it wasn't the main event. We'll get back to the main event. The um. Jurassic Express versus the uh, Inner Circle, Jericho and uh, Ice. Um, I thought it was fine because I know you. Yeah, text me before that. Like Meltzer was saying that like that was like the best that Jungle Boys looked in yeah. a long time. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, it didn't blow me away, but I could see why he would say, like, okay, this guy is, like, on the level. Like, he's... Jungle Boy, to me, is on the level now. Like, mm-hmm. he's not, like, just, like, this rookie green kid who, like, oh, we're going to see... He looks believable. Yeah, like, oh, we're going to see how he develops and stuff. Like, obviously, he still has some ways to go, right? But as far as, like, an in-ring performance goes and just being, like, a character and a believable whatever, like, he's there. You know what I'm saying? Low-key, like... Not main like... event, but he's... Yeah. He's in there. And low-key, to add on to that, somebody else, I, I'm like what Marco Sun's been doing too. Like that first couple of matches on um Dynamite, you know, you had a lot of people critiquing him and everything, mm-hmm. but I feel like he's kind of developed what his style is yeah. and it's believable for what he does. And I think this is like JR did a good job of like putting it over on commentary too during the match. Like Marco Stunt needs to just stick and move, hit and move and yeah. like that's what he does really really well. <clears throat> I mean, I've been saying that, I think, probably from, like, one of, like, the earlier matches that he had. I think that match with um, Pentagon Jr. and uh, and Lucha Ray, Bros. Yeah, yeah, Lucha Bros. and Ray Phoenix. Um, yeah, like, I, I mean, he's definitely not going to... I don't think he should go out there and, like, go toe-to-toe with guys. But, like, if he's being springboarded into moves by his partners and mm-hmm. he's part of, like, the double team and stuff like that, like, it's sort of, like, the catapult guy or whatever the guy being launched out of the cannon and stuff i feel like that works like that's his role and it's fun to watch like let like let's not kid ourselves you know what i mean like no marco stunt isn't gonna go hole for hole with chris jericho at any point and come up on the winning end but to see him out there it's like sort of like the crash test dummy that sort of like gets hurled at the other guy or whatever and like he's part of like the double t- i think there's a fun aspect of that and there still needs to be some fun within wrestling which is you know define it how you want to but i like that type of fun versus you know maybe some of the sillier more unbelievable like pipe bombs and not pipe bombs like grenades and invisible people and all like the other stuff that's like way left Mm -hmm. i think like at least this is like yeah you're suspending your, your disbelief a little bit but it's fun to watch you know what I mean? It's fun to watch this little guy literally get having to like go out there, stick and move, whatever, whatever, be evasive. Um, he has a big guy partner who's sort of like, you know, springing him into like the other guy. You know what I mean? Like he's not, he's almost like the angry bird. Yeah. Like, yeah. 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 You're basically using Marco Stunt as a weapon. Right. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Hmm. Um, and the uh, main event. Moxley versus Pac. Pack. Pac. Neville. Pack. It was a good match. I'm never gonna like I don't know, like I'm I'm at the point where it's like I like I said, like I know these matches are normally gonna be like good. Like the guys who I expect great matches from, you know, I don't I don't think I'm gonna come on here and say like, oh, they gave like I it would be news if they gave us a shitty match. Put it that way. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it was a good match. Um what do you think of the selling of the um, the eye by Moxley and everything like that? What did you think of uh, Jericho on commentary? Um, what even happened to Tony? Why wasn't Tony out there? I'm not sure. There was a weird thing. I'm sorry. I'm, my mind, as I say one thing, I'm thinking of something Britt else. Britt Baker cut that Yeah, there was a, that whole weird thing with Tony. Yeah. Did, they, he, did he leave after that? Maybe, <laughs> but here's the, all right, here's the thing that was like weird. Was that right? a heel turn for her? I think so. 
Uh-huh. I think they've been trying to turn Britt Breaker heel low key. And we like, talk and we talk about the like, title cards. I didn't notice something. I'm sorry to cut you off. When she came out for her match against um Priscilla Kelly, mm-hmm. her said frustration beginning to show over not winning the AEW Women's Championship. Yeah. I mean, didn't she cut that promo on Rio that time about like I'm here every week and Rio only shows up once Rio low key Rio's definitely working a Brock Lesnar schedule with AEW but I mean I understand she's from Japan you know like you can't have her you can't expect her to be there every week but um yeah I feel like that was sort of like the seeds to the heel turn that was you know she needed something with her character if she's not gonna be the champ like she definitely needed like a little bit of a a turn or whatever right so she started cutting this promo on Tony Schiavone which they, I, I, full disclosure, I listened to a bit of the spoilers that like uh, Meltzer and um, Alvarez, Alvarez, sort of, you know, they like recapped like the whole ex- cruise experience and stuff, and they talked about the tapings, and they're saying that they made a deal about this promo, and it was like, oh yeah, she's Britt Baker is definitely like a heel after this, right? But for some reason, when it aired, like they got out of it real quick. Like, did you notice that? Like, yeah, they were like, "Oh, we're gonna cut the commercial break." Because Jay Jarrett was like, "All right, that's enough of that. Enough we're of gonna, yeah, yeah, yeah." I don't know if that was supposed how it was supposed to go. Yeah, or I get I, what they were trying to do. I just feel like the delivery wasn't the greatest. And that, yeah, that I was gonna say that too. Like, I feel like Britt Baker. While I see her character going in that direction for whatever reason, she just wasn't on it. As like she didn't nail it at all. Like she, but almost, it was kind of like, like half-assed said it. Yeah, because it's like the way that she did she it. Wasn't comfortable. It was kind of like she. It felt like she. It felt like what she was trying to go for was kind of what they did with Seth, with like the not full on hill. I'm just talking shit about you, but like, no, guys, I'm just saying what it is. Like Tony yeah. was washed up before he came back, yeah. and like it is like that's what she was kind of going for, but like. The delivery was... She's going to have to get comfortable being the bad guy. And I was going to say, I, I think that's more so it. Like, I felt like... I felt like while she was saying it, she felt bad for saying it. Like, yeah. in real life. And that, the, that crowd, was, the that, crowd started chanting something at her, too, that they had to edit out. Like... I didn't catch. I don't know what it was exactly. It seemed like it was a curse. Like, she's a bitch or something like that when she was talking to someone. Oh, she's going to have to suck it up and learn yeah. that she's got to be a heel. Yeah. She's going to fucking be it. If you're going to be a heel, you got to be a fucking heel. Listen, women in wrestling used to be called crack whores on the regular. Like, yeah. But um, I, w- I just thought that was interesting. But, yeah, uh, Jericho and commentary, I think that was... He did good. They were saying about Jericho, though, that, like, he was getting so much... Ad- I mean, you could feel it during the night. He was getting so much admiration for putting this whole thing together that it was almost like he can't play his character because the people here just fucking Yo, love him. They like, sung... They like, sung the song. Every lyric to his song yeah. when he came out. It was like the Jericho, we worship you, Cruz. Like, how could you heal when... How could how could Jericho play the heel when literally he and gave it's like us you this... Kinda, yeah. He literally put this experience together for us, and this is like the greatest shit as wrestling fans that we've been to. And I, I always... I, I was saying from when they announced it, what I think they should have did, which would have put Jericho more... Not that he came off as like a face, like on Dynamite, but he, I feel like he should have cut a promo in the ring like... Uh, 
look at this. Dynamite's here because of me. This yeah. is all because of me. Like, yeah. you're all on my ship. You all want, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like, he, he should have made it like, like you I'm pay, running the show tonight. Like, you all paid your money. You all put money in my pocket, you idiots. Yeah, exactly. exactly. You stupid idiots. Exactly. If, if, if there was ever a night for a Jericho promo, uh, Wednesday night was the night for yeah, a Jericho but I th- promo. I think he was... I think fans were legitimately, like, happy to... Yeah. It looked fun. It looked yeah. fun. I would like to go. I would like to check it out. Would I you... don't know... Yes and no. I'm not going to say why I wouldn't like to go, <laughs> but I would like to go. <laughs> you saw those guys with their shirts off in the crowd, too, and got a little turned off. I was like, uh, yeah, nah. It was, know. like, right after I was like, yo, I really want to go. And I was like, uh, <laughs> second thought. <laughs> that guy's a little too pasty for... He seems a little too drunk and too pasty for me to... Wanna Speaking of the people of the crowd, one, one moment that I liked that was like funny to me. You had the guy dressed up as Jesus in the crowd, and you had like a lot of the guys coming out, like interacting with him. Like, oh, we can talk Gen- about something. When Janella came out, when Joey Janella came out, like he did a little prayer with Jesus before he got in the ring. So, like during the Moxley and Pac match, um, I think it was when Pac had Moxley in the Brutalizer. And Moxley, they you know, crowds like you know don't want Moxley to quit. Moxley reversed out of it, and then thank you Jesus, <laughs> like thank you Jesus, chant broke down. I was gonna say, um, the last few minutes, um, AEW tickets go on sale as we're recording this. Today is Thursday; they go on sale tomorrow. Um, how do you feel about uh, impending our first AEW experience? I'm gonna try to dress as. Orange Cassidy. <laughs> I already sort of like put that in my head. Like Orange Cassidy or Jim Cornette. I kind of want to... I think I might go with... I think I want to get a Creeper mask. I think I might join the Dark Order. Mm. I think I might join the Dark Order. You going to hit the ring? Might hit the ring. <laughs> might deliver some devastating blows. Yeah. <laughs> like your man Steve. <laughs> Oh, did we talk about that on air? No, no, we didn't. This is another thing that we came across right before we went on air. Let's just with like the amazing like social media savvy. How you this is how you use AEW and just the elite as a whole. There's a post up on Reddit R squared Circle. If anybody frequents that, the uh, wrestling Reddit, where um, it's posted by a random guy who's probably really not a random guy, but a random guy. Hold on real quick. Let me get to the post. Should I read it or should I just summarize it? Um, I'll read it real quick. I'll yeah. read it. We can end the show with this. So a guy posted by the name of Pervin posted, Hey, everyone. I think I made a big mistake joining the Dark Order and I need some help getting out. Backstory. I was coming home from a sporting event and I saw their flyers. At first, I thought it was another multi-level marketing scheme. Scams. But after watching their video, it seemed like a mentorship program appears trying to overcome loss and adversity to become successful. This is something I needed in my life. So I joined. I got connected. At first, it wasn't bad. Just simple instructions like watch this video, tune into AEW, and spread the word. I started making connections and friends. A week after joining, my, a week after joining, my boss pulled me into his office and told me he learned that I was a part of the order. We started talking about promotions. Life was great. Then Steve happened. 
Steve got called up to become a creeper for Uno and Sue Grayson. I haven't heard from him since he was attacked since he attacked the elite, but word around the organization, the exalted one, wasn't happy with him. We got confirmation yesterday on what happened to him. This is referring to, and this is me just saying real quick, this is referring to the guy with the when the Dark Order beat down the elite who was punching but not really punching Dustin Rhodes. He was swinging but not connecting. He wasn't connecting with anything. <laughs> and he basically got taken care of by the Dark Order. Back to the story. Steve was a great guy, and we thought the wrestling stuff was voluntary and for those that enjoyed it. We thought it was fake. But nothing in the dark, nothing that the Dark Order does is fake. I thought this group was about empowerment, but really they're an evil organization. I tried contract, I tried contacting halfway houses for cults, but once I told them I need help leaving the Dark Order, they hang up on me. I know there are resources for cults like Scientology and Amway, but I don't know of anything for the Dark Order. Please help me. The guy edits the post later and says, It seems like Evil Uno has been tipped off. I need more help than ever. The tip off was Evil Uno posted a uh, tweet linking to the Reddit um, the Reddit post with basically like the guy's full government name and asking what else is left for you in um, Vancouver or wherever the guy's hometown was. That's nuts. I got home from work. This is a second edit. I got home from work just now, and I think I'm okay. Uno released my information to Twitter. See the above edit. I didn't think I would be alive at the end of the day. I managed to avoid my boss and left a bit earlier so I could pack up my things. It's dark and rainy in Vancouver. One of those fuck your dry clothes kind of nights. I'm not sure it's my mind or not but i swear i can see creepers lurking in the alleyways on the way home i managed to get inside my place and lock the doors without incident once inside i did see a post-it note on the fridge with the message of soon i don't know who it's from but i think i know why i wasn't attacked it's because of all of you making this a highly viewed post if the dark order made their move it'll be too suspicious so at the very least by doing this i've bought myself some time I'm still packing right now, and I probably won't be at work tomorrow. Thanks, everyone, for your help. That is how you fucking put over an angle, Mm -hmm. especially with some shit that's been hit or miss with the Dark Order. Stuff like this is what you need to do to get it over, man. I like that. I like that a lot. I like that they played into the whole, this guy went out there and fucked up. He made us look bad. They've been using that shit. Yeah, and we had to deal with them. wonder if that was done on purpose, do you think? No, but it's it, it's been handled so well, mm-hmm. and that's the sign of it being handled well that it's making you go back and like, shit. Maybe that was a part of the story. Yeah. Maybe that was supposed to happen. I like the way he they, was he was missing by mouth, yeah. bro. I like the way they explained it there, though. I like it was like, oh, we thought this shit. Thought the, the wrestling part was just fun. Yeah, we thought it was just fun and like fake shit. But... Nah, nah, this is real life shit, bro. <laughs> nah, bro, you gonna die, bro. You better. Better. <laughs> Why did I just think of New Jack with Bubba Ray? You gonna die, Bubba? Scrap, <laughs> <It's> Bubba. <laughs> I can't feel my can't feel my heartbeat. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> Why's my heart racing, New Jack? <laughs> Cause you about to die, Bubba. <laughs> just fucking up the high. <laughs> this is not funny. You ever been so high you got worried like that though? Like, yo, what my heart racing like this, yo? I got a murmur? <laughs> what the fuck? Oh, my God. You about to die, Bubba. <laughs> oh, man. Start hearing your heart beating your head. But 
<laughs> but yeah, man, like stuff like that. Like that's why, like the outside stuff outside of what they've been showing on Dynamite, and not that everything's been bad on Dynamite, but the stuff that the Dark Order's been doing, I really like. Even like you can actually go to the website, the joindarkorder.com, mm-hmm. and you can join. And they've sent videos specifically to the people that have joined that kind of continue the story and stuff like that. So it was like even like that layer to it. They're like really trying to make it seem like, you know, some type of cult dark organization. Yeah, I like the concept. It's just the guys that they have in the roles to execute. Listen, once once convincing. Once Matt Hardy Once Matt Hardy debuts, once Matt Hardy and Brody Lee and Raven join the Dark Order, Mm. gonna be straight. You're gonna be good. Somebody definitely um they've been um the um internet sleuths have been like compiling, like trying to figure out who the voice of the exalted one was. And from when I last checked the consensus is that the first time that they heard him, that the voice was definitely Christopher Daniels. But mm-hmm. then like they ran the angle where they asked Daniels to join and he turned them down. And then the next time that they showed the exalted one everybody's pretty convinced that the voice was Raven. So not that it may end up being actually Raven, but whatever they're doing, they're definitely using different voices for it to throw people off. Yeah. And like on top of that, uh, I think uh, one thing that I heard people thinking it was actually your boy Cornette, because the first time that they show Uno going into the Exalted One's office, there's like a little tenant racket. Tennis racket. I gotta go back and watch all that because I don't think I paid attention to any of this. There's like a little tennis racket just sitting. So, like, they think um, either Cornette because of the tennis racket or Raven again because of his Johnny Polo gimmick Uh, back in the day. And then also, you know, the Matt Hardy stuff comes from people knowing that Hardy's contract's about to be up. Mm -hmm. He's pretty much done because you could tell by the way they've been jobbing him out and everything. And one of the things that the um, Exalted One said was wonderful. Hmm. I'm excited. I'm curious. If, if, if at the anything, least, I'm very intrigued by it to see where least, it goes. They're trolling us in a good way. Yeah, in a good way. In a good way. I like that. I like being trolled that way. Yep. Yep. But um, yeah. Anything yeah. else? Nah. Um, I'm hyped for this weekend. I'm hyped to get tickets for AEW. Um, a lot of good things on the horizon. Mm-hmm. Stay tuned to the YDG Unsanctioned Podcast. Next week, we'll we'll recap the, uh, the weekend. Um, hard times, maybe. <laughs> Royal Rumble and uh, Worlds Collide. Uh, I'll tell you what I'm not ordering. <laughs> I'll tell you what I'm not watching. <laughs> now, I'll try to watch it at some, to some way. I'll find a way to watch it, but yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Too much yapping on NWA for me. That's yeah. That's yeah. That's pretty much like my thing from NWA powers. It's a little too much talking. I appreciate the talking, but it's a little too much. I agree with you. I agree with you. If they could trend down some of the promos just a little bit, but um, yeah. So until uh, next week, folks. At Willie Dope. At yeah. Gift the Great. Mm-hmm. Uh, at YDG Unsanctioned make sure you follow us uh, check out the show and uh, you know hit us up let us know your predictions for the Rumble for Worlds Collide whatever the case is and we'll be back next week we'll recap and talk about some other shit alright y'all peace deuces <laughs>